Well, gosh, here I am again, and here we are together. And I'm going for another walk. It's Fred, and we're going on a walk. And uh, I just have to say, it's uh, good to get back to this. It's been a while because I have not been paying attention to doing anything with this podcast since I've been waiting for spring. And uh, if any of you have listened previously, you'll realize that's the case. And uh just have to let you know, today's the first day of spring. And I have been feeling a little bit anxious because the birds have already been singing for a number of days now. And I would say probably the last 10 days I've been hearing a number of sounds emanating from these little guys. And in particular, from the winter wren, who... You know they're there all the time, but and you hear you you hear the winter wrens even in the dead of winter on a clear February day with a little bright sun spot or something happening, and you'll hear a winter wren pump out a song. They're such powerful singers, and yet they're one of the most diminutive of all the birds in terms of size that we have here in the forest, and they're always creeping around down low, usually, on the ground, or flitting up here and flitting down there. And uh, if you just keep a child's mind, as we've discussed earlier, they're quite easy to approach. And, uh, yeah, so they're like one of the first ones you hear, and of course you always know they're there, and uh, because they live with us through the winter here, and we all live together shoulder to shoulder out in the woods here. And that goes for a whole host of other birds. But so most of the birds that you will hear today or on this podcast or whoever hopefully shows up the first day of spring, uh, those are still the local birds. These are the birds that have wintered here, right? So we haven't heard, we're not going to hear any real birds here that have actually, I'm talking songbirds, other birds that will be showing up. We haven't heard them yet and yet uh, we will hear them in future episodes. So today, you can only really expect to hear the local birds because it's so early in the spring and they're pumping out their song. Already though, walking, I did hear a, an American robin and quite often they're not here in the winter time. It would be rare to see one, but you still might. And uh, so they're, they're either just a local that hung in there and it's just out there now, or they've just arrived. So, Probably if I just be quiet, we'll hear something. So I heard a chatter, quick little chatter of a robin, a winter wren singing and the light drumming of a red-breasted sapsucker. Same thing again. They all kind of came in around the same time. I'm currently overlooking the ocean. So I've just stepped out of the regen again, as I do. And along this edge environment, 
many of you may have heard me describe it before. And that's where I am again now. So again, it's the dune grass, the sand dunes, and the regenerative forest of Sitka spruce. Uh, turning into a dense wall. Once you walk into that wall of green, you're now inside the dune where it's all green. And it's dune environment, but it's been grown over because it's been here so long. So the forest floor is covered in a thick carpet of moss, interspersed with, you know, thousands of spruce cones all over the floor. Here's the robin. And I'm standing by an old last year's bear dig where he was rooting up for stuff. And it's one of my favorite spots to sit, actually. And so, since there's not a lot happening right now, could be because I'm talking, but it's kind of cool. It's not particularly bright. I have a feeling that actually today, because it's so cool, and the birds are pumped already, we know that, I think that the chorus will actually pick up if, and when it, hear that? If it warms up, as it warms up a little. So, that's the, we got the little guys coming in. So we have the little chestnut back chickadee here. And quite often they move around in groups in the winter time. Now there's I'm looking at a, what appears to be a robin sitting at the top of a tree, very tip top. But because it's still kind of dark, <laughs> isn't that kind of funny? The flicker pumps up his call down below here, and then at the same time, the sapsucker starts rapping. He's like, Yeah, man, you're over there, I'm over here. And the winter winds are kicking in again. You know, one of my favorite are these little kinglets we get. <clears throat> Ruby and golden crowned. Again, they're like little winter winds in the sense that they're just small, small little birds. And are so well adapted to just cruising. Who's those little, oh yeah, that was the robin, see? I can't really tell because it's, he's all in the dark, but he's on the top of this spruce, just broadcasting his self as well. Okay, I'm gonna scooch my way down 
through here towards the flicker. <clears throat> I'm not chasing robins because you've all seen and heard robins. Still, I love to see them in this environment. It's like seeing a red tail here. <coughs> Excuse me. Red tails now, like when they have a breeding plumage tail, the bright red shimmer. But then uh, some of the ones we have here are so small. Some of the smallest red tails I've ever seen. What I'm getting at is a red tail is kind of a considered a common raptor throughout North America and the northern hemisphere here. And so is the robin. So they're except for the fact that a red tail is an open well he's a very well adapted to all various environments, but to see him in a rainforest that's a sort of at the edge of edge of what would be the realm of the metapopulation. So again, it's a peripheral edge ecology for that species at the edge of the metapopulation. And so it's fun, makes it fun and more exotic to observe what would normally be considered a common bird, but in a rare habitat that it's adapted to. A little more specifically than all the its brothers and sisters out there on the continent. See, the thing about spring, that it's for some reason more than any other season, seems to bring about this idea of the unfolding moment a little bit more clearly because you are, or I get more aware of my environment. My senses get a little more tingly when I can feel the changing of a season. But when the surroundings are awakening as they seem to do in a seasonal cycle, like this winter we were cruising around and kind of mentioned the fact that how everything was dormant and I got to say everything is still dormant here but you can feel the pulse of the surrounding plants and along the coastline with the arrival of the birds now coming on the water which I'm gonna have to get out there to show you guys I'm get my scope and we'll go out soon. Oh God, I was cruising down the other day and in my favorite spot, there was a group of probably, I think, looked like 200 harlequins, maybe less, but somewhere in there. And uh, yeah. Yeah, just kind of wandering around. It's just a gentle morning and the beginning of spring. And I'm trying to get back into the swing of things here because I am excited about spring. It may not sound like it right now because my hand is freezing. And uh, I'm starting to get a little cold out here because I didn't dress for the coolness of this weather. And I still have to go off to do my chores as per usual. Oops. 
and I haven't started a fire, etc. and so forth. So, living as I do, I better do that. Stay warm. Keep the cabin warm. Get back into the woods here, we'll hear more um, songbirds. This is a great spot for juncos in here too. And it's kind of fun, fun to hang out with the juncos because they're so plentiful along this environment. And the thing about juncos is they're really pretty sturdy, right? They're these, like when you're looking at a little bird, you're thinking, oh, sapsucker. Oh, I can hear the very thrush. Way off in the distance. There it is. Maybe more th varied thrushes will kick in. Hey, there's one. There again. Again. a sap sucker now. And that's a varied. There's another varied. So I'm spinning on my heel now. It's interesting how earlier we weren't hearing the varieds, like inside of this very podcast. Now they're out, okay? And they're calling around. That's four different locations now. That's the first one location. There's the second location. They're doing them sequentially. Here comes the chickadee. I don't even have to say what that is. Two locations already. There's the third location for the varied. Fourth location? God, they're, it's weird how they're doing it, not all at once. God, there it is again. Five. There's the, oh God, it's so strange now. What I'm observing is each varied gets them, there it is again. I'm literally spinning on my heel in a circle, following the calls. There's a side of the one, I guess spinning again. And it's always in this, I'm spinning in my right direction. Every time I hear a varied call, if that's the direction it comes from. And there it is, and I've done it. This is my third time in a row. I'm spinning around in a circle. That's three, 
There's the fourth. There's the fifth. Back to the first. <clears throat> Number one. That's crazy. Number two. Gosh, this is my fourth time or third time around. One, two, three, four. Fourth time around. Okay, you can maybe hear them. They're triggering me to circle. That's one, two, three. Every time it's in the same direction. There's four. Again. Waiting for the fifth. Oh God, I don't know which where that direction came from. There's the fifth one. Okay, there's another one in there, but he's closer to me now. This is the first time I've ever observed anything like this. This, is, this keeps going on, I swear. So you have to imagine, I'm spinning around in a circle because every time I am, I'm locating each of these varied thrushes. And they're calling sequentially in the same order. Again, there, that's the third one. And I'm following every time. And, and inside of that cadence, there's the sap suckers. Yeah, see, there's the fourth. Waiting on the fifth now. Last time there was a weird one in here in the middle. See if it shows up again. Oh, that's the first one. So this time we missed the fifth one. Yeah, that's crazy. So they're basically telling me <coughs> something crazy's going on. It's very strange to have observed what just occurred there. Those uh, varied thrushes are calling now on March 20th here at the edge environment of the ocean and the dune and the rainforest. And There's the flicker. Back, way back here now. So I'm gonna walk that way. Um, I'm so glad that I actually recorded that on, on sound here because I wanna remember what just happened because those birds were calling very in a very cadenced fashion, each one individually, not crowding each other out. And I think it just, and boy, and I, and I was spinning on my heel. And what I did notice was I was spinning, you know, I'm facing east when I start and to the north, I picked that one as the one that was starting it. And then I went and I simply spun on my heel every time I heard one call. And as I did that, I noticed that I was going in a circle every time and I was following them in, a, in order. and made me feel kind of like a bird. And so I imagine they're doing the same kind of thing and they're giving themselves some kind of a, you know, it's like a, a 
echo, not echolocating, but they can hear each other's uh, distance and spacing. And probably just kind of shoulder and nudge their way in there. Like, they might be able to flit around, think of that. And so if they're establishing a territory and they're trying to sort of locate each other and maybe one can come in and listen quietly in a stealthy way and figure out where he might fit in, you know what I mean, in a bioacoustic sense. And he's like, yeah, I like where I am and I don't hear anything, I don't hear any sound that's that's telling me to be anxiety or worried, so I'm going to feel confident and start pumping out my sound. And then in short order, he'll get attacked from three different directions because he knows that's the edge of those that territory. And he's like, oh, oh, I landed in the wrong spot and I'm not mature enough to handle it, so I'm out of here. <clears throat> As I'm cruising along here, I've come to an opening and I can see the salmon berries. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. There's red flowers already emerging in this cold. Okay, so I'm going to... Prediction? I like to make predictions, and it's kind of a humorous thing because I... Anyways, that's a long story, but... Uh, so, the red flowers are just now emerging, just literally just now emerging in this cold, and today, if it warms up, they're going to pop out, and that means we're going to see hummingbirds, potentially, right? That's when the hummingbirds show up. They almost... Oh, and probably they could even be down in, in Charlotte right now because... Or down south, I mean, and they're because they get warmth earlier. So, any of you who have listened to any of these episodes in the past would know what that was. And for those of you who don't know, of course, that's the bald eagle. That's the local pair. And they get way louder than that. But uh, anyways, it's kind of fun to hear them again in the morning. But time to do chores. And I got to get going for now. Oh, what's going on here? Anything else? Oh, there's Raven, buddy. Listen to Raven. He's my pal, pal as you all know. You can hear the car in the background, but you can hear Raven clipping his bill and calling for me. Now, they're on the nest right now. I'm pretty sure they've just started because he shows up alone all the time. And uh, right now, and uh, just recently, like within the last five or six days, he's been, well, spending more and more time coming alone. And I've been seeing other ravens carrying... Um, materials to their nests, etc. and so forth. So it is obviously the season. And really, he just wants to bring something home to his mate. And then he'll be victorious. So I'm going to see if I can find uh, whatever's left over from last night's dinner and give it to him. And I'm going to bid you adieu. Thank you very much for hanging with me. And we're going to hear some birds now. It's all happening now. Okay, bye. <laughs>